0: Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans! Welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I'm here with Greg, and we're talking all forwards all the time today. Greg, say hello.
1: It's a very forward-thinking podcast.
0: You get a forward, and you get a forward, and you get a forward. That's the that's the Rangers, right?
1: All all engines forward.
0: Wow! So we've done it. Uh, that's the whole podcast. Thanks everyone for listening.
1: Thank uh, you. We'll be back next week.
0: All right. Goodbye. All right. So the Rangers have a, uh, I would say, a surplus. NHL a, plethora? For- a plethora of NHL forwards at this point in time. Indeed. Uh, uh, so what do we do with those, Greg? It's We thought we there would be a trade over the weekend. Unfortunately, it's Monday night. We're recording this, and nothing's happened yet. And you know as soon as we stop p- podcasting right now that something's going to come out of the woodwork.
1: Oh, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We should probably talk about the newest forward in the fold.
0: Oh, you mean like a good host would do?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the yeah. Ranger- I mean, you know, like we talked about before. Oh, yeah, like on the prep? <laughs> yeah,
0: good. We did that. Yeah, okay. Um, so the Rangers signed Brandon Peary, and I pronounced that correctly.
1: Uh, you nailed it. Well, it was easy. There were only five letters.
0: Uh, well, all right, fine. Uh pat myself <laughs> in the back. Uh, so this guy is pretty much a third line center, but on our team, it's looking like he's going to slot into the fourth line, which makes me- I mean, as it
1: stands right now,
0: yes. Which makes me, I uh, you and I had a conversation uh, earlier in the week. I said to you, I'm still like kind of- Confused by NHL free agency, it's, it's just a different beast than the other sports, such as MLB or uh, or even football. This guy, who, who seems to be a coveted NHL player, who's only 25, who has a 20 goal season under his, be- his belt already, just signed with the Rangers in late August. What's happening?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. The way to look at this move and think of what exactly is next for the Rangers, there are kind of two trains of thoughts you can go this way. You can look at it where the Rangers saw value in a player like Brandon Peary, didn't want that value to go unnoticed, and decided to add him and then make it all work just because they got him on such a good deal. Or you look at it where the Rangers signed Peary specifically because they have another move in the woodworks that they are close on it doesn't the when the rangers signed peary everyone was thinking well the rangers must be close to something else if the rangers are close to something else doing a fantastic job of not telling anyone because nobody knows what the next shoe to drop is for the rangers and you said it uh nhl free agency is super weird but brandon peary he seems to be the kind of player where it's nice to want that type of talent on your team but not necessarily have him be that talent. I mean, he would, was a player that moved at the trade deadline last year. The, his 20-goal season is one of the odder 20-goal seasons everywhere. I think he had 20 goals and just two assists.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's correct. In 2014, 2015, he had 22 goals
1: and two assists, 24 points. That's That is a very odd stat line. Uh, usually when you're heavy on points in one category not the other, it's assists and not goals. But Peary's a proven goal scorer, and even last year, I think he had a career-high 29 points.
0: Uh, so last year he also had
1: 24 points. No, oh, sure. no, no. I think it's 29. I'm
0: lying, because I can't act, because he played for two teams last year.
1: Yep, there you Nailed go. Nailed it. Um, so yeah, everything I've read about Peary is he just it, he doesn't make sense on a fourth line. That's not the kind of player he is. But at the same time, you're not putting him ahead of Stepan, you're not putting him ahead of uh Zabinajad, and you're not putting him ahead of Hayes. So he is, for all intents and purposes, your fourth best center. Right, which means well, Hay- something has to give, and he, he might even be your fifth best center when Lindbergh comes back.
0: Hayes isn't exactly um, lighting the center position on fire. I mean, they're gonna have to have to try that line out of, of Hayes, Buke, and uh, and Bessie. But VC, sorry, oh man, okay, I really gotta get that better VC. Uh, but he's Kevin Hayes has a thirty five percent face off win percentage. That's not the best for a center. Uh, he obviously no. did play his best hockey as a center his rookie year. We kind of switched him on and off the wing last year. And, you know, he had a sophomore slump. He wasn't really great in the wing. So that makes me feel like maybe we kind of got Peary as a safety net for Kevin Hayes if he didn't make that improvement this year.
1: Yeah, but $1.1 million guaranteed is a lot of money for a safety net, especially considering that safety net isn't even on a two-way contract. The Rangers just have too many forwards right now. I don't think there's any way to look at it because – Think of it from this way. So we've talked at nauseam about the top nine spots, right? Well we could even We're now do
0: top six. I, I think I don't think Hayes is, is perfectly safe on this team. That you know top six is Rick Nash, Zuccarello, uh, Derek, Mika, Chris, and, and JT. And after that, I you know, there's twelve players fighting for that spot. It's uh I mean you want me to name
1: them all I, again. I think no, I think Hayes is firmly entrenched in the top nine. I think I don't think there's much to question that. Uh I think you have to give him the chance because of the talent he's shown and the talent he possesses. Um, so in my mind, the top nine, the top three lines, those are set. You got your top two lines that we've gone over and you got the really super young line of book VC and Hayes, which means your fourth line has to be some combination of Jesper Foss, Michael Grabner, Josh Jewish, uh, Josh Jewish. Brandon Peary. <laughs> your, your, family. Jew- yeah, your family
0: member, Josh Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> okay.
1: uh, Brandon Brandon Peary, right. Nathan Gerby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's five guys for three spots right there. And Oscar are you Are trying to say that
0: Tanner Glass and uh, Hibrick and Jensen are making this team?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty safe. I think those days are far beyond us. But they might make this team because I think the Rangers need to make a move. I think – The the Rangers, Jeff Gorton has done a fantastic job this offseason. He's brought in more players with more talent than I thought possible when the offseason started. I thought the Rangers would be sellers. I thought they would have to basically start from scratch, and I thought they'd have to bite the bullet on a couple of certain players. But Gorton has brought in so much talent. He's brought Bugnovich over from Russia. He's signed VC. He's signed Peary, Grabner. He's made really good depth signings like Gerby. Like um, Juris, he's done a really fantastic job. One area he hasn't addressed, though, is the defense. And I don't, th- I think Gordon is a smart enough guy to know that his defense is still a major problem. Which leads me to think there's still going to be a rather significant trade coming that brings a blue liner back to the Rangers that could play on the top four uh, for the D. Well, I don't know who that player is, and I think there's been a lot of speculation as to who that player is, but at this point in time, that speculation, that's all it is. It's it's people talking and throwing names out there and hoping one of them sticks.
0: Well, with the exception of Montreal defensemen, most other defensemen have been at a premium this offseason. I don't know if we've noticed that. The Devils got Taylor Hall for a, for a second year. Uh, Larson was, I believe, a second or third year defenseman. Um, he's, he's a young kid, but was not proven by any means. And they, they got a guy who's going to, you know, probably give the Rangers fits throughout the year. Uh, that means that for us getting any sort of defenseman back, we're going to need to trade a, a good player. I've seen... There's no there's no definitive rumors out there. The Rangers are being it's, dead quiet. You can't, you can't hear anything. It's all fan-made. It's all media-made.
1: Yep. There's not an inkling of an idea as to who the Rangers are looking at, what kind of offer they have on the table. You would think if the Rangers were able to trade Rick Nash, they would have traded him by now. That's certainly the impression I'm under. I'm living in a world where Rick Nash, because of his price tag, is going to be on the New York Rangers next year, which means I think the most logical trade pairing is JT Miller or a combination of Jesper Foss and Oscar Lindbergh that I think could net you an interesting player in return. But again, I don't know. I mean, we've heard a lot of Cam Fowler, who you and I talked about before this podcast I think the dream stat geek, uh, and I don't don't say that condescendingly, Uh, I think the dream player that most smart, savvy Ranger fans want is a guy by the name of uh, Hampus Lindholm from the Ducks. Everything kind of goes back to Anaheim, because right now Anaheim has eight or nine bona fide defensemen on their roster, and they need to move one, and they desperately need some offensive help. And the Rangers have too many forwards, so they desperately need to move one and they desperately need blue line help. So the Rangers and the Ducks make a whole lot of sense. What doesn't make a whole lot of sense is the talent caliber of the players we're talking about. I think Lindholm – I don't think you can get Lindholm without trading Matt Zuccarello, for example. I I just don't know why the Ducks would move someone that talented – and you, as you said, in a market where defensive talent is at a premium, I, I don't know why the Ducks would move Lindholm for a combination of Miller, Faust, and Lindbergh. Cam Fowler, possibly, but even Cam Fowler, we've seen Rick Nash tied to that kind of player, and I, I that's a hefty price tag to pay for someone who may not be much better than a strong second-pairing defenseman, which... By the way, the Rangers desperately need. I'm not trying to undercut Cam Fowler at all by calling him a second-line bearing uh, defenseman. But, you know, would you trade Rick Nash for that kind of player? Maybe if the Ducks are taking on that entire salary. I just don't know how the Ducks do that.
0: I think we would trade Rick Nash for that kind of player. I think that Rick Nash is on the wrong side of 30, and only three people have ever scored 40 goals uh, after after being 30. I mean, obviously, if Rick Nash put up 35 goals this year, am I going to complain? No, I'd be ecstatic. I would love if he would do that. Uh, I think he could still be an elite player, but I think this team has enough offensive firepower at this point in time to be able to move a Rick Nash. Now, Rick Nash is is a semi-elite or elite player, depending on how you view him on any given day. Uh, but Ken, and Cam Fowler, to be fair, has a minus forty-six career point uh, average, plus-minus. Sorry, uh, on his team, so that's not exactly astounding. And but he's told he, there's there's reasons he's been in trade rumors all offseason. He's pretty much said that, that he's not going to re-sign with that team. He's the first to go in the expansion draft. and But bringing this kind of back to the trade rumor of the century, Shattenkirk was going to be a one-year rental, while Cam Fowler would, would be a two. So who knows if they would do that for Rick Nash. I don't see any situation where the Rangers go, you know what we should do? Trade Zuccarello. We've made him miserable enough here. Let's ship him off. Uh, that would piss off a lot of fans, and he's probably the second most popular Ranger outside of Hank. So why would we do that? He was also the top point scorer, by the way, and he's good at hockey. So I don't see why we'd ship him. Also, by the way, well, another thing, one more thing, he's a team-friendly contract. We would never ship Zuccarello, but, but, unless the return was insane.
1: Yeah, and I I think Lindholm is the kind of talented player the Ranger Ranger fans should swallow their pride and trade a Zuccarello for. I'm I mean let's let's be perfectly frank. Just be, I don't think a team should value a player. According to what fans feel about him, I think you're valuing your assets. We we would have burned Girardi alive by now if that was the case. Well, Ranger management may want to burn Girardi alive. Uh, (laughs) That's not the point, right? It's I just Ranger fans need to realize that there may be a construction of this Rangers team where the Rangers are better off with without Matt Zuccarello. And again, I love him. I don't want to see the Rangers trade him, but at the same time. If you can get a young defenseman at the caliber and age that Lindholm is at, I think you need to seriously look back and sit back and think, is moving Zuccarello for this kind of player worthwhile? Especially when we've seen the prices on defensemen currently. They are insane. Sky high. They are outrageous. Sky high. You, at some point, in order to make your entire team better have to trade from a position of strength. And right now the Rangers strength is their forwards. And I'm not saying no one, I'm not trying to make the case that Brandon Peary is enough to make up for Matt Zuccarello. I don't think that's true. Uh, I don't even think Buknevich at this point is proven that he could slot into a top six spot that would open up if the Rangers traded Zuccarello. But at the same time, if you're able to make your team as a whole better, and one way to do that is by moving Matt Zuccarello for a player of the caliber of a Hampus Lindholm. I think you got to do it. I mean, I, Nashville
0: it, it hurts, Nashville hurts out say. came and said that they would play VC at wing on top six. So, can he handle the top six? I, I think he could. They were going to play him in the playoffs last year. In the playoffs, Greg, like <laughs> that would have been amazing.
1: Yeah, I. <sighs> here's what we know. The Rangers aren't trading VC. The Rangers doesn't sound like they're trading Buknovich. They're not trading Kreider. If they wanted to trade Kreider, they probably would have at this point. And now they got him on a long-term deal that is very team-friendly. Yeah, it's pretty team-friendly. It doesn't sound like they're trading Stepan because they've moved Brassard already. Um, I don't think they're going to flip Zabanejad this quickly if they were to trade him. I don't think they trade him again in the same offseason which means you're looking at if you want to bring back an impact defenseman without having to package together multiple forward pieces, you're either trading Nash, and I don't think the Rangers can find a trade partner for Nash. And or remember, you're trading... Nash only
0: has 10 teams he can be traded to. Uh, the NHL doesn't reveal anything like injuries or those those facts, but uh, he only has 10 teams. He has that list he has to hand in at the beginning of every year.
1: Yep, and if you're not trading Nash, then it sounds like Zuccarello's it. That's really the only other or option. Or you get a
0: low caliber defenseman that can replace. I don't know, like Girardi, or I don't. Girardi's going to play on this team. We both know that,
1: right? Yeah. So the, you're not going to make. You're not going to trade for another Nick Holden when you already have Nick Holden. The only way you can bounce Girardi further down the chain is you get someone proven, young, and effective to put ahead of him. And you're not going to do that by getting a replacement level defender. You already have that. You have that in spades. So at some point, you have to take a step back, take a look at what your roster is, see how you're constructed that roster, and then trade from your strengths. And right now, their strengths indicate that the Rangers, if they're ever going to do it, may be able to trade Matt Zuccarello for a top pairing defenseman. So I like Miller a lot, right?
0: Um, just to make that clear sure. before I say anything else. Maybe last year was kind of was kind of a peak for him. You know, he became a goal scorer. Like maybe that was just like a fluke, like kind of like a first year Kevin Hayes year, where Kevin Hayes came out of nowhere and, and and started taking over the center position and played really well. So what if we sold high on JT? Because I would I would say I've, I saw a Blues fan come in and talk uh, on a Rangers Reddit earlier about how he would it would have to be Kreider or Miller plus a pick for Shattenkirk. Not that that's happening, but that means that that they, that the league values Miller at the same way they would value Chris Kreider. I think that's fair right now.
1: Uh, I, that might have just been one fan. I haven't seen anywhere that would indicate that the league values Miller the same way the league values Kreider. Well,
0: Kreider, you can't uh, teach size and speed that Kreider has. So Miller uh, is is obviously a step below. But
1: I think if you're I think if you're trading Miller and you're trying to bring back an impactful defensive presence, you have to package something with them. Uh, e- either Foss Lindbergh, or a pick. And right now, it seems like the Rangers have no interest in. Packaging more picks, I think. I think we. They're in a.
0: Yeah, I think we're keeping our at a point a where.
1: Here. Yeah, they want to collect as opposed to sell off, which means you're you're possibly having to trade Miller, and, Fost or Miller and Lindbergh to get a player more like Cam Fowler than, um, Lindholm, which is fine if you want to do that. That's the whole point of, again, having this kind of depth, but. It's nice for us to talk about. It. I don't know if the Ducks would do that. I think the Ducks the, the Ducks definitely have to trade a defenseman. I think they've made that clear. Uh could the Ducks get more than Miller and Foss for Fowler? They might be able to. Absolutely. Cuz the Rangers the Rangers aren't the only other team looking. We've seen the Oilers um continue to talk about bringing in another defenseman. The Red Wings would love to bring in a defenseman. The Sabers would love to bring in a defenseman. The market's
0: there that's why the value is so high. We, we we tried to play the assets game. We're trying to be the Boston Celtics right now, of the NHL. We're just bringing in assets nonstop. Okay, talent, sure, in hopes to be able to trade it away for something that's going to help our team. Because we have the ability to do that. Because we're from New York, we have we have the salary cap and the money to do that. Uh, but it I don't know if that's if we're going to be able to pull over a defenseman. It just doesn't seem possible. So many teams are vying for these for these any serviceable defenseman that can play on the second blue line, and. They're, not, they're just not there for you. Have you even seen rumors of people other than Cam Fowler?
1: There's so little. It seems like the entire defensive market is waiting for the Ducks to do something before anyone else does anything because the Ducks have such an overabundance of defensemen that other teams, the price has already been set in the PK-Suban trade, in the Taylor Hall trade. Young premium defensemen, that price, that price line has been established and it's clear. So now teams are waiting for the Ducks to see if the Ducks can meet that price line or if they reset the market value. And right now I think teams wanting to trade with the Ducks are hoping to reset market value. Because don't forget, there's still Chris Russell chilling on the free agent market. Now Chris Russell is not an ideal fit for the Rangers, but I think teams are leveraging Chris Russell against the Ducks, saying, look, either you bring down the price line on a Cam Fowler, or we're just going to sign Chris Russell to a cheap Cody Franson-like contract. And I, I think right now it's a very elaborate game of chicken, and someone's going to have to blink. So, and One we'll, of these chickens is going to blink, Greg. Something going to give. That's right. Uh, something's got to give. And, you know, right now, as it stands, I don't see any way the Rangers go into camp with this many forwards. Even if you are planning for injury, the Rangers have legitimately eight guys that could play on their fourth line. And they're a team that Brandon Peary does not make sense on the fourth line and he's got a guaranteed contract. I don't think the Rangers well, are I mean, so does thrill so does
0: Grabner. I'm pretty sure he's a one way
1: also. Yeah. Well, Grabner I think the Rangers could swallow the pill and put him on the fourth line. I don't think they want to. Oh, he's definitely I think on the when fourth they signed... line.
0: I think the fourth line right now is, is Grabner, Peary. I think I think your boy Josh Durish is is out. And I think Gerby's out also. Tanner Glass is out. I think the fourth line is, is Grabner, Fast, and Peary.
1: Right, which is a fine third line
0: even if you that's wanted a, to talk that's about That's a great it, but... third line. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I would th- love that. That's
1: the, that's the thing. The construction of that line, I, I think, makes the Rangers a little uncomfortable. I don't think they brought in grabner or peary to be playing fourth line minutes for them i think they brought both those players in to hopefully see some significant time on the third line which means that the rangers need to remove some of their log jam and right now we're in a spot where we need to see how they do it the obvious thing right there for us every fan knows it is to trade for a defenseman question is where is that defenseman coming from and that's and, really at this point who are you shipping? Question. yeah who are you shipping out and yeah. I I still think money money to it. I think the Rangers package up Fost, Lindbergh, and Miller. Like two of the three, I see two of those three getting moved. Sure, but here's, here's I, the here's the problem. I, I don't know for here's the
0: problem with that. You can't trade Lindbergh while he's still on uh, whatever the disabled
1: list is for hockey. Well, that, but that's just roster manipulation. If you're the Rangers, you just don't have to put them on long term IR. That's true. You don't you don't have to put them on long term IR until the season starts. So that's, that's the same way the um, the Panthers just shipped uh, their deal with the Coyotes. Um, Boland. Boland's going to miss multiple months after hip surgery, but it's roster manipulation where, technically speaking, he's not on IR yet, so he can move him. Well, that forces which the Rangers the to make this trade before the season happens. Exactly. Because once they put Lindbergh on IR, they'll have to wait for him to come off in order to move him, but they have plenty of time before they need to put him on IR. Um and again, I would expect that the Rangers make this trade before camp starts. True. I don't, again, I just, I don't see a way the Rangers are going into camp with this many forwards. It doesn't make any sense for them. It makes
0: zero sense. And that's why you and I were expecting a trade so much. But I just want to point out one thing. You were see who, who were the people you said you were going to be packaged? You said Fast and who?
1: Fast, Miller, and Lindbergh would be the three that I would expect, two of the three to get traded. I think Miller goes
0: too. Miller is my, uh, my pick. Uh, I like JT. I, Miller I Miller
1: would make sense because you could move you could either move Hayes up to the uh, second line on a wing and then you put Peary on the third line with Book and VC or you could even see which one of VC and Book performs better than the other. Uh, they're both on the Traverse City roster. There are a lot of good Ranger prospects on that Traverse City team which will be fun to watch. Uh, you could make it an open competition for that uh, winger spot on the second line and see who takes it
0: and runs with it. I don't think V.C. would have come he, here if it was going to be like, uh, you're going to play in the fourth line. <laughs> I don't,
1: VC, the, the rumor out there floating around was that maybe the Rangers are so savvy they somehow convinced V.C. and or Buknovich to start the season in Hartford. I got news for you. Neither one of them would have come to New York if they had to spend even a week in Hartford. They just wouldn't. Ha- Buk would have went back to the KHL and spend another year there mm-hmm. and VC would have signed with literally any other team. Yeah, there's no way they're going the to Hartford. There's no way they're, they're playing the. NFL. Neither one of them neither one of them are going to Hartford. So both of them have to be on your roster and you're just running at there are so many guaranteed spots on this roster you're running out of you're running out of options. Uh, and I think right now I think the best option for the Rangers is JT Miller just signed the bridge deal. It's very team friendly. I I think he's one of the more movable players that the Rangers have. And I think he is one of the kind of players that is still on the up-and-up. He still has a fairly high ceiling. He's young. I think you can get a second-pairing defenseman in a package headlined by J.T. Miller and another player. Um, It's just a matter of who that's going to be. It might be Cam Fowler. It might not. Right now, it's dead quiet on the rumor front. All I know is it's not Shattenkirk.
0: Yeah, that's no, we need, we need to that stop. is not happening. There's no way. It's not this happening. It's not happening. Sorry guys. I I would love him on this team. And maybe we'll sign him as a free agent to a bad deal. Who knows? But Probably. Probably oh, almost certainly. But huh. uh he wants to be here. We have the money, I think. Something. something. Uh but yeah. Alright, so uh I think that's all we got to five for the Ranger front. I think what we just said is there's no news. So we're sorry. Well
1: I, <laughs> The peer the peer news the news was big when it happened, and we talked about it. You know, a lot of, lot of tweets about it, a fairly decent Facebook post about it. Good we job, Greg, talked...
0: by the way. Good job uh, what? on the Facebook posts. You're killing the game. Well, In case you. anyone was wondering and they want to see Greg's post, they can go to our Facebook page, Blue Shirts Breakaway. I,
1: I take credit for most of the Facebook posts. Any meme with a misspelling, that, that is 110% right. It's always me. It will forever be me. <laughs> strop, strop, strop trying, to make, shat- strop trying
0: to make it happen, baby.
1: Uh, yeah, period. Peary, when you look at it, independent of everything else, it's a really, really intriguing signing because he's such an intriguing player that can slot into anyone's third line and provide a punch. And even the, even one step further, if you were looking for assets to move at the trade deadline for something else, like maybe a mid-round draft pick, that's Brandon Peary. That's the kind of player he is. He can fit on so many different teams that if the Rangers were in a position to sell... At the deadline, Peary is perfect for teams going forward because it's a one-year deal, it's cheap, it's manageable, and he can slot anywhere on your third line. So it's, independently speaking, Brandon Peary is a real smart, savvy signing by the New York Rangers. But when you look at it from the bigger picture aspect, something else has to give. much Rangers got to do something else. It's pretty
0: much the Chapman signing for the Yankees.
1: Uh, A a little bit uh, less. uh, A little bit less. No. No, because you can never have enough relievers. Like that's true. I think it's more like uh, I don't know. It's more like the VC signing by the Rangers. What? Where <laughs> the Rangers brought in another forward to bring competition to their forward ranks, and they just decided to bring in another forward to bring even more competition. And at this point, it's, it's at a point now where it's like a breaking point. The Rangers either have to make a trade, or what are they doing? Right. The plan makes less sense unless they're making a trade. You, you, It just doesn't make sense to have that many forwards on your roster. So I trust Jeff Gordon. He's done great work this offseason. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to um, that guy.
0: Jeffy, my boy, I'm so glad I can complain about that we have too many forwards in August. Like, I wish yeah. – I'm so happy that I'm sitting here right now excited about this team because I'll tell you, three weeks ago – I host the Rangers podcast. I was like, this is going to be a grim year. It's not going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be a rebuilding time. Now I'm sitting here complaining that, oh, man, we have too much offensive firepower. What am I going to do?
1: Yeah, it's been a great offseason for him, but I still think even with all the moves he's made, he hasn't really addressed the defense, which means I can't give this offseason a better grade than a B. Oh,
0: I'll give it a B plus right now.
1: But he's got every opportunity to improve this defense with as much depth he has on the forward lines. That I at this point I'd be disappointed if the Rangers don't make a trade.
0: Oh, I'd be uh, yeah, I'd be like, what are we doing? Why why is our AHL team an NHL team? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> yeah, unless um, but even then, they're like there aren't that many players on the Rangers with two way contracts. Like no, there's not. Pury, uh, Pury and Grabner have to be on this team. Yeah, they're playing on the fourth line. So so do so do Buknovich and VC and Hayes, and I would think Jesper, I don't see a way the Rangers could justify sending down Jesper Fast. and I don't think By the way, I think not, when not the to signed, you, Greg, but
0: Jesper Fast played on the second line in our playoffs two years ago
1: And that, it's not like he's gotten worse, yeah. it's just the Rangers have put better players in front of him um, And just my final point was, I, when the Rangers signed uh, Josh Jarris, I don't think the plan was for him to go to Hartford I think the plan for Jarris was for him to be a penalty killer and an impact on that fourth line. Yeah. the same thing with Gerby. Yeah. If I, I think Gerby, they were more um, – they love it for him to make the fourth line, but they were also content with him being AHL depth. But I think with Juris, I think the – the purpose of that signing was for him to play on this fourth line. Oh, for sure. And
0: yeah, that when we when, we, when for, we signed Juris, we were pretty excited. Like that's so, oh, that's good depth. And now we signed Piri. I'm like, what the hell is happening? This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still, feel bad for I those still, guys. To, by the way, they I thought they were on an NHL team, and now they're probably playing in the AHL.
1: Yeah, there's there's a trade coming. I don't. It's there's a trade coming, and it's for a defenseman. And I think it's going to be a two for one. I just I can't tell you right now, gun to my head, who it's going to be. It makes sense for it to be someone from the Ducks, but I mean, we've seen more surprising things happen this offseason than I can even count. So, expect a trade. I would expect it to be more than just for a def- uh, replacement level defenseman. I I can't tell you right now who expect it to be. Me I either. so I I guess I would say Cam Fowler, but I mean I know my I've seen a lot of complaining
0: about that though. And it play. also,
1: it, it feels like one of those situations where if, if the Rangers could pull off a trade for Cam Fowler, they would have. It would have been over. Yeah.
0: They're not the only team looking for Cam Fowler either. They might not not even be no. interested, They're, but they are interested in any defenseman that can actually play. Uh, let's talk right. Let's talk about something you do know about before we head out of here. It's been a while since we talked Mets, my friend. Uh, is that team on a why? roll? They,
1: aren't they like, are they playing well at this point in time? I don't know. Not really. They're kind of... Put, put, I, put I've had a, this conversation... I've had, I've had this conversation yeah, with a bunch of my typing, good Met fan friends. What are you doing? Typing. What are you doing typing. over there? Typing. Go ahead. What are you doing? I don't even know what you're doing. What happened? what I do? What What did you do? I, That's what I'm asking. I just
0: typed. I was just typing.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, anywho. Sorry.
0: Sorry for that that, bro- talking, that breakdown of this podcast, no, everyone.
1: Talking – well, you know, that goes perfectly with how the Mets are playing. Okay. Um, I did it. So, right – this is the part of the year where the Mets are doing the thing where they're getting the collective hopes up that maybe they can make a run, and it feels like uh, we're almost at the final stop where the, we're just getting off the train. The season's over. Everyone's just hurt. Um, Cespedes re-aggravated his quad injury, so he's playing with one leg again. Good. Neil Walker's back is given out. He's going to miss his, I think, third straight game today. Azdrubal Cabrera reaggravated his knee injury just as he was on the Terror Voltaires. Um if I asked you who had a higher OPS last week, oh, no. Gary Sanchez or Asdrubal Cabrera, you would have said Gary Sanchez, right? Yeah. It was Asdrubal Cabrera. That's incredible. <laughs> he he I think every hit he had, he hit about I think his batting average last week was 542. What? And I think almost every hit was a double or a home run. Wow. For Cabrera. Uh, National League Player of the Week, mind you. But, that, yeah, his, I had no
0: his, idea that was happening. I I hear Gary Sanchez homers every day. By the way, I dropped does, him in Dynasty. Yes. That felt really good.
1: Oh, boy. Yep, yep, and I was smart. Oh, and I, and um, I also, you
0: know what else felt, felt really good? Beating you in Dynasty, my friend. Woo! Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yep, okay, uh, then. You know what else felt really good? Watching me get eliminated uh, picking up, <laughs> this week. Picking,
1: picking, up, uh, picking up Rob Kelly, who apparently is going to be the Redskins starting running back in the eighth round of our draft after you took Keith Marshall, who's injured, in the second
0: round. He uh, hurt his elbow. He's out for a few weeks. He could still take that job from Matt Jones.
1: Cool. But right now, Rob Kelly has the job. Fine. So. Enjoy Rob Kelly while it lasts, my friend. I'm just I'm just happy to have him and let you suffer. Happy to have him on the But uh, as, as for the Mets, everyone's just hurt. Think about this. So yesterday, the Mets started a pitcher by the name of Rob Gizelman, who I actually like and I think could be a very competent fourth or fifth starter on an average Major League rotation. But today we're starting Rafael Montero who has not been a decent prospect for a year and a half uh and we had to bring him up from double a to start today and tomorrow we're starting Seth Lugo so the mets once dominant rotation now three fifths of it is Rob Gizelman, Seth Lugo and Rafael Montero and i don't know what the fuck happens for that to
0: happen <laughs> the superstar mets uh, rotation
1: Where yeah i just it, you know they're just, the Mets, and the first part of the year, they weren't hitting. Uh, They're now hitting, except, you know, yesterday notwithstanding when they only scored one run. But they scored, Uh, they were averaging like six and a half runs over the last two weeks per game. But now they're not pitching, and now their pitching's hurt, and now everyone's hurt. Right. It's, it's it's a mess. I, I just I don't see any way. I just wanted your take. Only... It's, been a,
0: it's been a while since I got it, your take on the Mets. I really didn't know what was going on. I just knew they won a couple games. They're,
1: they're three and a half games out of the second wild card. And the, the problem with the National League is apparently nobody wants the fucking wild cards. Uh, the Giants are tanking. The Giants are 13-26 and 26 since the All-Star break. Beauty. Um, the Cardinals are a mess. And right now they have the second wild card spot. The Pirates were sellers at the trade deadline. They're now, I think, uh, a game, behind the, a game behind the Cardinals. The Marlins had to trade for Jeff Francor because every other outfielder seemed to get hurt. How is
0: Jeff Francoeur still playing 20, baseball? How is that true?
1: Not just playing baseball, but he's on a fucking National League contender. Huh. Uh, the Marlins are two and a half games out. By the way, the Marlins are playing the Mets this week, and the Mets are three and a half games out. It's a mess. Nobody wants that second wild card spot. And I totally expect the, at this point, I would say the Pirates are the presumptive favorites to win that second wild card step out because they're the only team playing as if they want it. Okay. Uh, The Mets, the Mets are so hurt. The Marlins just aren't good. And the Cardinals are equally hurt. So if, if, uh, if I had to put money on it and I am a betting man, I would throw 10 bucks on the Pirates to make the playoffs. That's
0: why I'm not betting the Pirates. I am betting the Cardinals. Anyway, uh, because you're, you're the best at betting, that's for sure. Let's talk one nonsense thing. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Hold hey. on. My baseball bets this year have actually done quite well, you're, thank you. you
0: over-unders? I took
1: – yeah, I took the uh, – I took under 79-and-a-half wins for the Brewers. Lock. I took over 81-and-a-half for the Rangers. had the Brewers at
0: 79 wins this year?
1: 79-and-a-half. It was free fuck? money. Free money. Okay. Thank you. Uh, speaking of free money, the Rangers were 81-and-a-half, took the over. Thank you. Got em. Um yeah. And right now the Marlins – Uh, I took them at 78 and a half. And while the Marlins could easily tank and just have a shitty September because they're just not that good. So I might win all three of my um, over/unders. And honestly, I didn't every year. I usually just obligatory put $100 on the over for the Mets didn't do it this year. Because I would have taken the under. Their over-under was 93 and a half. I would have taken the under. Uh, and I would have hit that hard. Ooh, wow. 93 and a half that, was the over-under on the Mets this year. And it just, it never felt right for whatever reason. I,
0: I understand why it didn't fall right, feel right. right. There's too much injury risk in that, in that rotation. But, yeah. And, and, and now we see the, it. Yeah. And also the team. Uh, and then also it being the Mets. So
1: Yeah, fuck you. All right, All um, right.
0: good. Uh, let's talk one nonsense thing before you and I get out of here. Sure. My good friend and, and roommate, Luis, brought up the question, is bagel bread? Hey it's bagel bread. Oh, is it you, getting produced uh, right
1: now? What's up? I mean, what
0: topics
1: you guys. This is the last one. We're almost done. Um, I will cut. Don't edit that out. Uh, keep uh, that. Keep in that there. It's bagel bread. It's bagel bread. Yeah, keep that in there. Uh, Who? That's an interesting run. Because uh, uh,
0: using our honey, or honey. Uh, I'm going to the store, uh, and I'll get me some bread. She brings back bagels. Are you upset? That,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I because so. A bagel by itself, like if you don't put anything on a bagel, that could still be breakfast. If you don't put anything on a piece of bread, you're just poor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Okay. So, like, so... let me, let me put it this way. So I am the resident Jew on Blue Shirts Breakaway. What up? My members of the tribe. So two staples in the Jewish diet are bagels and challah bread. Now, the fact that those are two very different and distinct things in my mind, I think ba- a bagel is a bread product, but not a bread.
0: Okay,
1: I, I does that make sense? Yeah,
0: I think it's a like. I, but you think if, if I put you think hot dog is a sandwich product then?
1: <laughs> yeah, a hot dog by itself, the just the the meat of a hot dog the sandwich product is a hot dog. It's <laughs> meat. Okay. But if once you put the hot dog on a bun, it becomes a hot dog sandwich. Hot dog sandwich.
0: Okay. Or yes. All right. All right. Just you know, just, just keeping you honest. Just one of the? Yeah,
1: I, I think I, I don't think a bagel. I don't think bagel. I would classify as a bread. I'd be surprised if anyone did. Now, question for you. Yeah, shoot. Um, would you consider cereal a soup?
0: Oh God. My first inclination is yes. What
1: you would go yes?
0: <laughs> My first inclination is goes yes
1: but See, i am on the fence. i don't i don't, th- I don't think so yeah. i don't think a cereal could be a soup mostly because like it, again the property of can i have cereal without milk yes can i have soup without yeah you could eat broth? yeah you can eat vegetables right, right? <laughs> yeah yeah you eat eat vegetables as soon, as you, you take, vegetables, as, soon as you take the as soon as you take the broth out of a soup oh. it just becomes whatever the food item is that you were but cereal is still
0: cereal, in, is what you're saying. Broth.
1: But when you take milk a- away from cereal, it's still cereal. My first impression is said? still
0: yes, it is soup. But I'm 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 real close on that first. one.
1: What is going on? Do you hear what I'm hearing? No, is it a drum circle? No, it's it's like it's a worse? notification window. Oh no, I, I, hear, uh, I hear nothing. Okay, well, hopefully no one else heard that, and maybe I'm just like losing my mind. Now speaking of losing my mind, yes, we've been podcasting for a while. Okay, I haven't eaten today. All right. I'd like to go. All right,
0: I uh, will do plugs now. Plug time. Uh, please follow us on Facebook at Blue Shirts Breakaway. Uh, at on Instagram at Blue Shirts Breakaway. On Twitter at Blue Shirts Break. And email us at any point in time at, at gmail.com. Visit our visit our website at blueshirtsbreakaway.com, where you can find every episode that we've ever posted there. And I'd like to give a quick shout out shout out to Nick at Empirical Designs. I hope I'm saying that correctly. He's right now making our T-shirts. They look amazing. We'll be posting them soon. And uh, we'll hopefully have them up for you guys in the
1: next month or so. Indeed. We'll, we'll show those out on Facebook and on Twitter and on Reddit. If you want to buy one, all you have to do is contact Ryan or myself and we will hook you. Well,
0: we're up. hoping to have it even on the website, make it one click and go my friend. Well, so we'll see you from there. Indeed. Indeed. righty, buddy. Uh, this has been a good, actually pretty, pretty good Ranger information on this podcast, my friend. Yeah, we went deep. We went deep. Uh, some previews for upcoming weeks. Not sure what's going to happen next week on this podcast. Maybe we'll have a guest. Ha <laughs> ha! What a joke. And uh but two or three weeks from
1: you're not friends with Li Joe. I don't believe nope, it. No,
0: not friends. I'm not actually friends. I'm I'm staying in a room with him this weekend. I'm I'm literally sharing a room with the guy this weekend. We can just
1: if you want to record the podcast like on Saturday and just save it for Monday, just so you're with Joe. Yeah. And you're we can talk to him. We can do that. You know.
0: I will try. He's going to be super tired on Monday. We're running a tournament, not to plug anything else, but we're running a tournament in New Jersey this weekend called East Coast Throwdown. It started in my backyard 10 years ago. So he, he like, hosts the tournament, and uh, it should be a, a pretty and, fun time.
1: And for some reason, you still can't get him on a fucking podcast. We could have just previewed the entire <laughs> – Yeah, we – It would have been free publicity for you and Joe, but no, whatever. I don't. That's true. I don't care either. Uh, Yeah. You should care because I want the guest.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I'll care a little more. But, oh, yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah. In a – Two weeks from now, we'll, we'll probably do the World Cup of Hockey preview. So that, that's what you, indeed, that's what
1: and we're gonna look next week. To. Uh, this might be crazy. Next week, we might be talking NFL betting lines as well. Oh, I like that. NFL's I like that. NFL's. Back. I can do that. Are you gonna do the pool this year? You're not gonna. do I don't the pool think so. I don't think so. If anyone has any questions, about what we're talking about, I run a NFL pick'em pool every year, and this year, a hundred dollars gets you in. We're gonna have over a hundred and thirty players this year, so the payouts are going to be juicy. If you're interested, you know where to find me. I can give you all the details.
0: I would do a couple over-unders next week if you want to do that.
1: Sure, absolutely. I would love doing that.
0: All right, Greg, we're going to out of here. we got a fancy football draft to do and go be nerds and eat food.
1: Absolutely. All right, I love you all. Goodbye. bye See you next week. Goodbye.